Welcome to Bread for the Journey, our online edition. We're so glad that you are able to join us once again. Today, for our presentation, we have Sharon Kaya. Sharon, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, the, the short version is um, I am a singer and guitar player, and I play for the 8 o'clock service with Andy Pelk and Tim Kiner. And I miss them both and, and all the people at 8.30 service, 8 o'clock service, I mean. Me too. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for being our presenter here today. Uh, as usual, we're going to hear the gospel lesson that we'll hear this upcoming week. Uh, well, yeah, this upcoming week for a Palm Sunday. And we will also uh, get to hear uh, Sharon's initial uh thoughts and reactions to three questions. And so without any further ado, I'm going to turn it over to you, Sharon. Okay, thank you. Uh, the reading is from Matthew 21, verses 1 through 11. When they had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a coat colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this, the Lord needs them. And he will send, saying, tell the daughter of Zion, look, your king is coming for you, humble and mounted on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them and sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and that followed were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest heaven! When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil, asking, Who is this? The crowds were saying, this is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. So here ends the reading. So Pastor Ben gave me three questions to reflect on after reading the text. So question one is, where can you see our brokenness in the text? Well, when I read through this text, I, I wasn't sure where I could find brokenness. So I read the text that preceded it to see if I could get a clue. I thought, let me think of what might have been in the minds of the followers at this point. Remember, we know what happens later, but they do not know. Prior to entering Jerusalem, there were three events that put us in the context of the reading for, the, for today. First, Jesus predicts his death for the third time. The biggest threat was of those of his own religion, the chief priests and scribes. He knew he would be beaten and tortured by them. He wanted the disciples to be prepared for this. Secondly, the mother of James and John asked to sit at Jesus' right and left hands. Yet another hint of what was to come. Jesus replies to her by telling her that she has no idea what she is asking knowing of his impending encounter with the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem. Does she want her sons to suffer the same fate? Thirdly, two blind men shout to Jesus to let their eyes be open after having been told to be quiet, an act of desperate faith. 
The passage opens with the disciples approaching Jerusalem when Jesus pretty much tells the disciples to take someone's donkey and her colt. But if they say the Lord needs them, they should be okay. Wait a minute. Let's look at this from the point of view of someone living in Bethphage where they had stopped. A couple of guys walk into town, see a donkey and a colt tied to a post. They untie them and lead them away. Someone questions them about the donkeys. Would they question them or shout accusations at them? And they say, the Lord needs them and all is well. Well, we know who the Lord is, but do they? Apparently, Jesus knows they belong to someone who is a follower or they might have been thrown in jail for stealing. All right, the footnote in the Bible says the Lord needs them and will send them back immediately. So Jesus gets on the donkey and starts his ride into Jerusalem with the crowds going wild, laying down their cloaks and branches to make the ride smoother for Jesus as if he were royalty. This is where, is this where I see the brokenness? Powerless people desperately searching for a leader who will save them from their plate, hoping that this man, this prophet, is the one who will set things straight. Hosanna is what they cry out, Lord, save us. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Were the disciples caught up in excitement? Were they worried that the public display would attract the attention of the Jesus haters? The presence of the Jesus of Jesus and his followers caused a turmoil in Jerusalem. Just like political rallies of the present day, there were lovers and haters. Question number two. Where can you see God's healing in the text? I don't see healing so much as hope. Jesus' presence among many of the people gathered in Jerusalem at the time of Passover brought the hope of change. Finally, they will be able to live lives of dignity and honor because of this man who has come to save them. Of course, they have no idea at this time how it will take place, but we do. Question number three. Where in your life are you longing to see Jesus' arrival? I'm longing to see a triumphal entry into my heart, which aches of loneliness and lack of direction. I thought I knew what I was supposed to do with my life, but I have since fallen away from that calling. It becomes more apparent as I am constantly updating my resume due to the various jobs that I've had, secretary, teacher, preacher, interpreter, recruiter. I've been searching for that one job where I feel called to be and can have economic security. You start to think differently about vocation when you get to be my age. The quarantine has exacerbated the loneliness and has found me thinking only about me. How will I make it financially? How will I get adequate health care? What does the future hold? When can I hang out with my grandkids and friends again? What does God call me to do now? One step at a time. I was blessed to have been asked to do this reflection. Pastor Ben has a way of making it possible to bring my thoughts back to God. Although Trinity isn't my home congregation, I feel like a part of the family. I am grieving that loss of being able to physically worship at the 8 a.m. service. I play my guitar and sing to lift my spirits. 
but it's the people that I miss sorely. So after having been tasked with reading and reflecting on the word of God, I am motivated to gather with people who welcome Jesus into Jerusalem, desperate for a change. I will throw down my Columbia jacket and branches from my maple tree to welcome Jesus into the forefront of my life. I will shout Hosanna. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord as I bow down in prayer. Thanks be to God. That's my reflection. Amen. Yeah. Sharon, thank you so much for that. Like truly, truly thank you. And you were able to say words that I've been searching for too. I painfully miss being able to celebrate with another when Jesus does arrive. And and it's just so hard to get out of my own head as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm a I'm an extrovert. And mm. uh, I have trouble when I'm not around people. Yeah. <laughs> I get my energy from being around people. And so when I'm not around people, I don't have that much energy. Yeah. I, I know there's so many who are just like that, who are feeling drained by this social distancing. Yeah. 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 Well, to Sharon, we give you thanks uh, for, for your leadership and your willingness to share. And for everyone out there listening, take care. God bless.